your ears music showcasing under the radar music Yes, everybody. Welcome back to the show. So this week we're in Yorkshire and it's my pleasure to have on the Sherlock's frontman. It's Mr. Kieran Crook on the show. How's it going, Kieran? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? I'm good. So the Sherlock's, well, you're back with a bang. You're back with a new single, Don't Let It Out, which is an absolute anthem. And I saw on your Twitter page that they blasted it out at Hillsborough over the weekend. How did that feel? Yeah, well, my brother was there actually. Uh, I'm not sure who they were playing. Uh, I think the, I think they ended up with a draw in the end. But yeah, he said, I think he had a, it, a feeling they were going to do it because um, he, he speaks to Sheffield Wednesday all the time and they've been really supportive with us. Uh, well, we did the kit launch actually on last album. Um, ah, right, yeah. And he did say, he said, I, I think they're going to play it. So I like, oh, should try and get a video if you can. And to be fair, it were absolutely blasting. So they've, and blasted it right ground, which is class. It's it's uh, it's still weird. It's still weird for me, even though like they've played as tunes before. Each time, like you still never like take it for granted. Same as when you get played like on radio, it's still exciting. And for Brandon, who was a, a massive Wednesday fan, it's probably even more so. Absolutely, and the PA sounded ace, didn't it? Yeah. And, like, obviously, just getting that in a place where you're from with all them people in there. You know, I mean, there must have been what. 20,000 plus in there at the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and like he said, he said on, uh, he went on a podcast a few weeks ago, he said, well, more than half of people, 99% of people won't even know how Brandon's like played drums on it or whatever, they won't have a clue, but it's, I suppose <laughs> it's a nice, that's probably what makes it a bit sweeter, like our Brandon's probably just stood there thinking, he's not got a clue what this is our tune, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand that mate, because um, I was talking to somebody else and he's a Bolton fan and the exact same thing happened. So he um, he was filming it and his tune came on over the PA system and he was sat there with the people on his row and he's like, do you know who sings this song? Do you know, do you know who's this song? And they're like, no, no. He's like, it's my band. But <laughs> <laughs> we just want to tell everyone, don't you? Like, yeah. it's me. <laughs> no, so, fair play to Chef Wednesday. Absolutely, it. yeah, big up Sheffield Wednesday So we're going to play the tune in a minute But I just want to talk to you about writing it And what inspired it Well I tend to work, probably most people do We're always like, it's weird Because we're always like an album in front So like a, a couple of days ago We just went in to do first tune from Fifth Album um, Which is mad for like right. anybody who's a fan of ours Because like his next album doesn't even come out while August But yeah, we try and keep things moving And uh, and keep in front, and this is Don't Let It Out is just a song I've had. I feel like I wrote it maybe just I'm trying to think, maybe just well, around the same time as all the songs for third album. And the way we do it, we it's basically like whatever's closest to being done, we'll just get in. We don't, we're, we're not one of them bands that try and set a theme for an album, so it has to be a specific set of songs, yeah, and um, and like that because we we can't really do that. I, I struggle to write the same kind of the same song twice if you know what I mean yeah. whereas like some bands are really good it's not even a bad thing like some bands like Vaccines uh, their first album is class and you can tell each song is from that album whereas I struggle to to do that so we end up with loads of different kinds of songs but 
I, I prefer that way of working and yeah, Don't Let It Out were wrote probably at the same time as, well, another song off this album called Remember All The Girls. And it's probably the same sort of period as Wake Up from the last album. I think, I, if I remember correctly, I think I wrote it down that road from where I am actually in this old working men's club. Uh, <laughs> I used to just walk down there. Obviously, being in a band when you're not gigging, you effectively you just work from home and try and be productive and do stuff. So I used to have to take myself away just to a space. And yeah, I used to go down to the working men's club and sit in concert hall side, just a big empty room with lights down and uh, treat it like a day job. I used to sit in there like from nine o'clock till five and, and come home. And I think I wrote it one of them times. So that's where a lot of the magic happened then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't write too many tunes, right? but I, I tried. Being on my own and... I could just belt it out and try to make sure that songs were in right key. And yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that phase of writing, to be fair. Wrote some good songs. What you're saying there, it sort of reminds me of, um, I'm sure I read something a few years ago about Paul Heaton. So I think sometimes he actually takes himself on a holiday or to, to you know, like sometimes to another country or certainly to another city for a few days and does some of his writing there in the, in the bars or the cafes or, you know, and something like that, and that that yeah. sort of that reminded me of reading that. Yeah, it's, it's a good idea. I mean, it's something I probably would like to do a bit more. I mean, like I'm sure I got opportunity years ago when we on his first album we were signed to um, BMG, and I'm sure they, for some reason or another, I never took them up on the offer, but I'm sure I got offered like. You know, if I wanted to go to a different country like Greece or Spain or whatever, I'm, I'm sure somewhere along the road I've definitely been asked like, or I've been told through as manager like, oh, would Kieran be interested in thing here? And I said, I should have just milked it and just said, yeah, send me to Corfu for two weeks. You could have had a two-week all-inclusive yeah. and you went out of the working man's club. Well, <laughs> exactly. if it works, mate, it works. So we're going to spin the tune now and it's over to you to introduce it. Yeah, this is his, his latest single. It's called Don't Let It Out. So it starts, then it ends and you'll be doing it all again this time next week when you want to be free. Did you win? Did you lose? Did you get the Monday blues first thing in the morning? Just the same old story She says Don't let it, don't let it Don't let it, don't let it out 
So we've heard the latest single. I want you to tell me now about the first single that you ever bought. It could have been on any kind of, you know, it could have been like CD, mini disc, maybe if you're going that far back or. Yeah, well, for me, it would have. I don't know about single, but like the first album I bought, weirdly, uh, what's he called? Simon Webb. <laughs> Simon Webb yeah. from. Is he from Blue? From Blue, yeah. I, I, that's my first memory of like owning a physical album because uh, Brandon uh, he got I'll tell you where we're, we're at a, a car boot uh, with my dad me Brandon and my dad and uh, we're just on CD and they were all like knockoff they weren't even like the proper albums they were like oh, and I remember them the knockoff CDs yes yeah, and he ended up with Eminem Curtain Call album which is maybe a bit cooler than what I got. And I, I were, uh, for some reason, I don't even know why, but I, I picked that Simon Webb album. <laughs> uh, it's called something like Sanctuary. It's a great album. Some great tunes on there. <laughs> so that's where that's where I started getting into melodies and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. So si- Simon Webb was the inspiration for it all. <laughs> yeah. That's where it started. <laughs> <laughs> so the new album's out in August and it's uh, it's called People Like Me and You and from the sounds that we've heard so far it's going to be some album I just want to know and I know you can't give the game away too much because there's still things under wraps but if you can just tell us anything about some of the songs maybe that we've not heard yet or the direction of the album in, a, in its whole Yeah, well we uh, with the first single Sirens fans had probably I, I hate the the word fans, not not fans, but people who follow us would probably expect it to be quite an, a heavy album. Uh, Sirens is pretty, it's not heavy, but it's like, it's, it's, it's probably all on out, dark. It? Yeah, it's probably on the darker side of what we've done in the past, which I quite like, to be fair. It's, a bit, it's got a bit more of an edge, and we probably will explore that a bit more, like try and write some tunes like that. But yeah, the, the album itself, obviously... We've got. It, we're trying to get people to buy it, so it just sounds like I'm trying to sell it. But to me, it, it is the most complete album. Like there's, like all his albums, there's a nice mixture of songs. Like I said earlier, it's not it's not the same song ten times or or whatever. But yeah, there's a there's a good song called Face the Music, which is like um, not a ballad, but it's not a slow. It's the slowest song on the album, but it's not. It's a little bit more tender. Yeah, it's it's like a. I'm trying to think of a song, say like Little by Little by yeah. Oasis. It's like that sort of tempo. Um, so yeah, like a big, big chorus. There's a, a brilliant song called On Your Mind, which came together. That For me, I try and like pinpoint them to like the nearest thing it reminds me to. So like Don't Let It Out to me feels like an early stereophonic sort of tune. Um, yeah. So yeah, all, all those influences come in. Like On Your Mind feels like a big keen tune sort of thing, but oh, like nice. chorus wise, but like in verses, it feels like strokes. Like it's, it's mad. Um, trying to think where else is. Remember all the girls. That's like, again, that's a bit like strokes. I don't, yeah, probably a bit strokes. There's some good stuff. Some, Mate, a, some a strokes vibe. That is never a bad thing, is it? <laughs> no, some solid, solid choruses and, I'll be honest, going into the album, I, I weren't worried, but it, 
the reason we ended up in studio, Brandon were like sticking pressure on, like saying, we need to keep things moving. Why don't we get straight in and crack on with album? And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Like, I agree, but I've got a bunch of ideas and they're not full songs yet. They're like, they're just ideas. Like, yeah, not fully talking, formed. Nowhere near fully formed. Like, I had like a couple of lines, the reverse, so you could hear melody and then there'd be like no chorus. And he'd be like, well, what's going here? And I'd, I'd have the melody or I wanted chorus to go. Um, and that was the same for most of the album. Like, I probably wrote 70% of the actual melody and uh, lyrics in studio. So is that like a you- different way of working for you then? Like previously, did you always have most of the album yeah. sort of in your mind? Whereas now this time you've gone into the studio and formed it in there, maybe. Yeah, like this is, I've all, don't get me wrong, I've always wrote things in studio, probably on ev- every album barring first, because your first album, you've sort of you're playing them songs for years anyway. Yeah. And then it's only on second album where it's like, right, we need a second album. Um, and I, I'm not one of them where I can write a song in one, like if I'm writing a tune, I can't just write it in one go. I, I just keep coming back to it. To point where it could be over years, like there's a song. Um, well, on last album, there was a song that we wrote before first album. Um, the song we recorded other day, which is going to be on fifth album, that we wrote well before his first album, or like one of the first songs we wrote. And, <laughs> and it's only now we've figured out how it should go. How it should, yeah. So it's only now that you sort of completed it and got it to where you want it to be. Yeah, it's mad. But yeah, like I've always had to write stuff in studio and fill fill in the blanks and stuff like that. But this time around, well, by far the most extreme that's been. It's like I had to write hell of a lot, and and because the songs weren't wrote like in order of doing things. I mean, you'd always sing, you'd always sing pretty much. That would be the the last thing you do on a track anyway, and then maybe some percussion. But like obviously, because songs weren't wrote, we're pushing. The, the singing element element to to the last thing like oh well I right don't worry about it we'll we'll fight about with some drums or something while key writes tune and it it will like <laughs> it will get into crunch time like I'd I'd just take myself away try and write a tune but finish it off lads would keep busy and then he'd be like right we'll do it first thing in the morning so like this this were an ongoing thing as well in Liverpool where we did it so I'd We'd always go to a pub though on a night, so like I'd be thinking, <laughs> oh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be thinking, right, I need to write this tune tonight so that I can sing it tomorrow. So I'll, I'll just write it in pub, and of course that never happened. Like as much as I tried, I just couldn't do it. Like we'd just end up having a laugh and whatever. And then so I'd get up in the morning and think, I need to write this before I get in. We are at three o'clock or whatever, and I'd still end up in in behind Mike at three o'clock, like writing it then like it was so last minute <laughs> did you ever wake up with a bit of a hangover as well so you're giving it some <laughs> yeah, just, hangover just groundhog day just, <laughs> but it, it was like on the last week because we're doing usually like Monday to Thursday or something we went into that final week and I can remember thinking I've got four songs to sing uh, in four days of songs I've not even wrote yet and I was just thinking, this is stupid. Like, never, never took it that far where there's that much work to be done. And then, like, say on Tuesday, we stayed late one night with Engineer, and he was just reading, like, 
songs, you know, like things we had to do backing vocals on. And my ears pricked up and I went, hang on a second, how many songs have I got to sing? And he, he went, five. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So I had five songs to sing in four days. So I just had to just knuckle down. And, and that's, that's old school, isn't it? That's sometimes where you come up with your best stuff. For me personally, like when you're under, when you've got that pressure and knowing you need to do it, otherwise... You've got a deadline, yeah. Yeah. So that, that works for me, but I wouldn't recommend it. and probably wouldn't do it again like that. <laughs> so when you were telling me then, it almost reminded me like when you've seen the Oasis documentaries and they're talking about definitely maybe and like that sort of in the studio and, and you know, getting them songs down. Um, and like you said, they're having a couple of days to, uh, to get the last five done. Just not. There is some. Don't get. It's it's fun. There's there's an element of it where it's so fresh that it feels like when you get it done. As soon as you've sung the song, I, I'm just sat back while he's comping, like getting all best text together and stuff like that. And I just think this song's to like one like a tune at a time. You just think it's turned out mint. Like got away with that one. And then I'm thinking, right, next one. Um, but yeah, like depends. Not not all. All the songs had the same amount. Like some, I might have had the verses but no chorus, and then some songs I'd have verse one and a chorus, and there might just be verse two to write. But like, yeah, there, there were a lot of stuff I needed to change. But I, I still, as much as I had to move quick, I still like paid a lot of time and made sure what I was getting down just weren't a load of crap. Like, so yeah, we got we got the we got the best out of the songs, I think. Good. And I saw that you've been working with uh, producer Al Grove, so he's recently worked with the ratings and uh, I think before that, Bring Me The Horizon. How was it working with him? And what did he bring yeah. in the studio? He's a nice guy, Al. He's, uh, he told me he's originally from Whitby, which is All right, okay. just a little fact to throw out there. That's a I beautiful like part of the world. It is. It's, it's probably one of my favourite places. So uh, when he told me that, I was like, all right, didn't have you down as that um, but yeah top top man lives really close to the studio he, he now owns the studio because I think he was leasing it or something so now it's just a good space to uh, to work in like when you go in it, it looks a bit weird it looks almost like like a what you call like a garden centre sort of vibe right, okay. that's what it feels it's like a building within a building <laughs> so you walk through the front door <laughs> And then there's just like a building inside this building, um, which sounds a bit mad, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> like it, a little um, It is, it's weird, it's very weird. And then like there's one room where it's like, feels like a cave, it's like all bricked up. Um, but yeah, Al's sound is, is good to work with. And I think he, he brought a lot to the album as well. Like a lot of, the thing I like about, about Al, what he brought, he's like, he probably brought, he probably brought the uh, the the things we needed art in us a little bit more. So like, made it a bit more contemporary. And obviously, we're a guitar band, but like, he he was trying to focus on taking things out a little bit more in order to make them big when they come back in, and and choosing being a lot more selective of what needs to be in. So rather than just chuck a load of stuff at it, it it's almost like you're treating it like everything we put on this track needs to be serving a purpose. And it's a, it's, yeah. it's a good way to work, especially when you've, you've not really done that in the past. So I, I think people, I think people who 
our fans are as band of, especially when you're listening headphones, they'll hear, they'll hear what sounds like us, but there's a lot of different elements in there, like a bit of program stuff and, uh, and different sounds that you maybe wouldn't associate with us. No, I, I mean, I can only imagine that's what you want really from a producer, isn't it? You've got the bass high days now, but you want them to, you want them to take the lead as well in certain directions. And like, I like that when you said that, you know, it's almost like you've got to justify in a sense, like, is this adding anything to the tune, basically? You know, if you want, if you want to sort of like break it down like that. Yeah, that, it's a good, it's a good rule to have, really. Like, we are being too, we are overanalyzing that. Otherwise, you just you won't really start. You won't get all done. You'd just be, you'd just be over overthinking everything. But as a general sort of like every now and again, if you can try and think like that, like yeah. is it serving a purpose? Because we we've been guilty in the past of just sticking about a thousand guitar tracks on stuff, trying to make it <laughs> a wall of sound, and then what you end up with is it sounds smaller, even though you're trying to make it sound bigger because you're sticking that much on. Like first album, we got away with it, but there's a couple of tracks and a couple of parts in certain tracks where it's just like, how much do you want to stick on? Like, there's only so much the human ear can, <laughs> can absorb. Absorb, yeah. So it's like if you've got something, an Evo going, and then you've got about 50 guitar tracks going off, and then you're trying yeah. to hear a lead guitar. It's like, Sometimes you've just got to say, what do you want people to hear at this point? And then just commit to it, which I think we've done a lot better and we, and we are getting better. At, but it's one of them. You get better each time you go in studio. So, Yeah, of course you do. It's a process, isn't it? So the album's going to drop in late summer. And I've noticed that you've got some festival sorts over the summer as well. Um, and in fact, I noticed one actually. Um, so you're headlining in Wrexham, aren't you? And Literally, that's a place to be at the minute with um, yeah. what's going down with the football and everything down there. I know, I know. Well, it's the perfect uh, festival for us. It's a Lager festival, apparently. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> you can only imagine sticking, sending us four down there. I, I mean, we, we actually love Wrexham anyway. We've started, a, we've started this thing off where it's like, it's a Christmas do, I suppose. We go down each year for two nights. Um, and yeah, we—I forgot the name of the pub now. Parish, it's called a little boozer. Oh yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard of it actually. I've not been, but <laughs> a good friend, uh, Kev, he owns it. Gets us down, looks after us, and and yeah, we just go down basically, play two two nights around Christmas time, and just have a laugh. And yeah, we've had to rein it back of a the last <laughs> time. I think the first time we went down, we. We were absolutely hanging next morning. We thought, oh, my God, got another gig to play. You've got to play again tonight. <laughs> ruined it. We said, well, it's something about Wrexham. Each time we go down, it just ruins us. But, yeah, it's so, top play. So now you're going back for a beer festival. What can go wrong? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so then later in the year, you're going to head out on tour. And I've read that it's your biggest tour to date. We've got 12 shows up and down the country. Yeah, yeah. I can't name them all because my memory is shocking, but yeah, <laughs> all, all the main places. All the major cities in it, yeah, I was having a look yeah. before. Playing Manchester, we're playing Newcastle, we're playing Glasgow, uh, Brighton, we're playing Sheffield. Um, 
that's in November. That's on fourth of November. Uh, day before bonfire night. I know. But yeah, we fire we'll fireworks get, come early in Sheffield. <laughs> yeah, they'll get fireworks both nights. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's. I'm looking forward to it, mate. To be fair, I'm absolutely buzzing because it, it's a little bit of a quiet, quieter year than than normal. We're not hammering festivals, um, just simply because I feel like every now and again you have sort of you got to roll back a little bit. If you just yeah. play everything all the time, people will get sick of you for a start. Yeah, you need people to miss you a little bit, don't you? Yeah, so we're uh, being a bit more selective with with gigs this year, and I'm sure we'll have a, a strong year next year. But um, yeah, doing the odd festival, and then everything's really driven towards that tour in October. So if you want to see us, that's the time really so the people then they've got to hit up the socials get on there get on all yeah. the uh, social media platforms and check out exactly when them dates are so yeah it's 12 dates up and down the country all the major cities and what's really impressed us as well so over on uh, in your days the, the podcast there we're um, we're massive supporters of uh, the emerging music scene and you've got some of the best emerging talent on those shows uh, as the support and was that important to you having sort of been there yourself starting out? 100%. I mean, we we have always... Some some bands just crack on with a, with their own band, which is obviously the main priority. Um, but yeah, we it's, it's something we've always done, really. And it's like, it's just good to help. Bands should be helping bands these, should, these yeah. days, especially. Like, oh, it's absolutely. Not as, it's not as easy as what it once was like. Have, who knows if, if we were around in the 90s we we might have more success or or whatever because because of the time and, and today's like the times today don't exactly lend themselves to being successful in a band it's quite you got to do a lot of it yourself yeah um, so yeah this this tour was super important to like if we can which we can pick his own supports and yeah, and get get involved. I mean, like we we've been on a number of support your local venues tours, and and that what same getting like all local uh, unsigned bands and stuff like that. Like yeah. you said, just to try and re- repay, like just give something back. Really, I mean, it, we're not going to change these bands' careers by coming on tour with us, but at least if we can help them in any way, and and they can get some of our fans. And vice versa, whatever. Like it's good to it's good to do that. And there is some class bands on there. The Claws, Jack Fletcher, um, I think Rosa Dots are joining us. Some good yeah. uh, got good the uh, the Stanleys, the Raz as well. Michael Gallagher yeah. to uh, to name a few. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a stats lineup, and I think it's really like you say. I think it's really important um, about doing that and giving emerging bands, you know, a little bit of a bigger stage to perform on and yeah it's uh you know it's only good news and i'm sure that it'll be amazing so tickets are already on sale as we've discussed and uh yeah it's just about the guys hitting up your socials then and there uh, and getting them tickets yeah man if you if you're unfamiliar with us you'll just type in the sherlock's on twitter or facebook or instagram and you'll find us um and for the the next gen Get on TikTok for younger generation. That's that's the big thing in it these days. Are you doing that? Are you are you open to the TikToks? I'm not against it. I just don't really get it. I, no, I I'm not on it. <laughs> I'm not on I'm, it myself. And uh, I'm not. I'm not on Facebook. 
But yeah, to be honest, I probably won't even be on social media. It's only to promote the band. Like that's the only yeah. thing I put on. Just go on, promote band, and then crack on living in real world. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that, and I suppose like um, you know, I mean, Twitter's a, a great platform, and Instagram, but yeah, like say like TikTok. I want to understand it, but it blows my mind sometimes looking at it. <laughs> you just see people dancing on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, talking about dancing then, so if the Sherlock's could have a dinner party, let's say it's when the new album's out, so you're all having a dinner party. If you could choose one guest to join you, and this could be dead or alive from any industry, music or any other walk of life, who would it be? I don't know why, but Tyson Fury springs to mind straight Tyson away. Tyson Fury and the Sherlock's, eh? Oh, he loves yes. a bit of karaoke, doesn't he? It does, you know. <laughs> well, me and it I does. have said, we've said it a few times. You know, like when you get a feeling that you're going to come across somebody one time? Yeah. There's just this underlying feeling that one day his paths are going to cross. I don't know why. It could just be, it could be an event or whatever, like, I just feel like one day we're going to bump into him, and uh, yeah, seems like a, seems like a proper down to earth blow. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does. so yeah, I reckon he'd be a good laugh. That needs to happen then. The Sherlock's and the Gypsy King. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, Tyson, which I know you are. Oh yes, sort it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to hear another tune now, and we actually spoke about it before, and this is it's going to be my pick uh, from the album. Uh, and the tunes that we've heard so far, and it's an absolute barnstormer. It's just like you said when we were talking about it, it is darker and it's got that edge about its sirens, and uh, we're going to give it a spin now. So, again, Kieran, mate, it's over to you to introduce it. Yeah, this one, the first single from his new album, it's called Sirens.
So you're a Yorkshire man um, from Sheffield, where so many heroes, past and present, have come from in the music world. You're from that city. I just want to know how Sheffield inspires you and possibly the band being your hometown. I think just the yeah the it's a, it's a good it's a good question and I've been I've been asked it before and it's one of them I still can't really put my finger on it but it's it's the it's everything in it it's the walls it, it's the bloody the weather the people the accent yeah. the just every everyone well in general up north it's a, it's a friendly it's a friendly accent. It's a friendly place. Just people are down to earth, and there's no like snidiness or it's not fake. That's the big thing for me. Like up north, I know we're talking about Sheffield, but like Sheffield, up north in general, everyone's a lot I can more resonate straight. With that, mate. Yeah, yeah. They're like get, a um... lot more straight talking, and it's just, just I prefer it. I do prefer it. Like you know, like living in north. Yeah. For me, but this is not against London, but me personally, I, I don't think I'd be able to live there. Like, it's just too busy and too... It's amazing, isn't it? But it is. It's a little bit busy, isn't it? If you think about like, being there all the time. <laughs> I'm just... I'm like a snail. I need it snail pace. Like, put me in, <laughs> put me in uh, countryside or like... Yeah, in Yorkshire. Yorkshire's beautiful. Like, I, I go out on my bike quite a lot. And where I currently am, we're like eight, 10 mile, something like that, outside main bit of Chef, and uh, surrounded by trails and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know, I've, I don't know how I've ended up talking about just Yorkshire. But yeah, Sheffield, <laughs> no, it's, Sheffield's class, It's a beautiful obviously. part of the world. You've got the peaks on the on your doorstep almost, haven't you, down there? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. But Sheffield as a whole, it's a friendly, it's a proper friendly city. And it you, you can feel that. It feels safe. People are down to earth. Got some great bars. It's got obviously a class music scene. Um, so yeah, class. Big I'd agree with that. Up in Sheffield, so got an half decent football team and one that we don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might get a few people agreeing on that one. That's a, that one's going to be a little bit subjective, isn't it? But. <laughs> Absolutely, two uh, two big teams. So, um, in fact, we've got a, we've got a fan question now, and it's come from um, one of our community members on in your hair's music. But we've already you've already sort of answered it before because it was going to be if you could duet with anyone, who would it be? And well, you sort of said Tyson, didn't you before? Yeah, and, uh... either Tyson <laughs> or if we go in specifically music industry. Um... Depends what kind of thing we'd want to do. I, I quite like uh, Jamie T. I went to watch. Oh, yeah. I watched Jamie T. Uh, when was it? Back end of last year, I think. Victoria Warehouse. Yes, Unreal. great venue. Literally one of the best gigs I've been to, and I, yeah. I went into it. I've always liked Jamie T, but I didn't think I'd like end up at one of his gigs. If you know what I mean. Um, it went like an obvious choice, and I can remember. Setting off that morning, drove to Manchester, checked into hotel and that, and I, I was sort of thinking, this is random. <laughs> so I went into it with no expectations, never never seen him live. And honestly, it was one of the best gigs I've been to. Blew me away. Set list was nuts. Sound were incredible. 
he were in good spirits and like getting people up on stage and that. It was a proper class gig. He's uh, probably oh, he's top in it. I, I I love Jamie T. I wish he I wish he'd put more albums out because he does go through. He has a little bit of a load, doesn't he? He has you know he has a couple yeah. of years off, but he's uh, no, he's top. And I get yeah, that's something I'd like to hear, man. A, a Sherlock and Jamie T. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it. I mean, he might not be. He might not be into us. <laughs> he might be <think laughs> <we're> stuck <in. laughs> No, we need to make that happen. We need to tap him up on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, Kira, mate, thank you so much for coming on. And best of luck with the album. Best of luck with the tour. Hope you enjoy the Lager Festival in Wrexham. Oh, will do. Also, um, there was one more gig actually that I've not um, I've not spoke to you about yet that I noticed. Um, and that was the the little intimate one in Huddersfield, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's, so, um, uh, go on, sorry. No, so it's it's sold out. Um, I'm trying to remember what the venue's called. Then is that the Paddish as well? No, it's um, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's this Sunday, I believe. Nice. You know, I keep I keep thinking it's um. Oh no! Oh no! Little English balls bursting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um. It's on a Sunday that, and I, I keep thinking it's going to be um, like an acoustic show because we played it once before when on the last when the last album came out, we did like a load of like an acoustic setup, um, and we'd never well, I don't even know if we played Huddersfield, but we never played that venue, and it were absolutely rammed. We were like, how is it this busy for like an acoustic thing? So yeah, we're going back and uh, and doing it properly this time. So. Can't nice. Make. So you're taking the amps and it's going to be a full, full oh, band, yes. full show. Oh yeah, cranking amps up and taking uh, the roof off the place. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to go for it. <laughs> nice one. Well, Huddersfield, you are in for a treat. Well, nice one, Kieran. Well, thank you so much, mate, for coming on. And like I say, best of luck with everything that's coming up over the summer and for the rest of the year and the tour as well. Yeah. In the in the autumn, so uh, no, best of luck. And I'm just before we do go, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Uh, you've got the reins because I want you to pick the last tune of the night and it's going to be anything from your back catalogue or... I'm going to go with... I was torn between two, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Falling from World Understand album. It's a special tune, that, for me. Yeah. That's, it's one I was super pleased with how it sounded. Like, it, sound, it sounds fresh. It still sounds fresh now, so go with Falling. <laughs> 